0: Let's talk about the Kings because they have won 40 games this year so far, which is a record. And, uh, you know, I think we should give them a round of applause here because um, this has been one of the worst franchises in professional sports. And I'm not even joking. Mike Brown becomes the second Sacramento Kings head coach to reach 40 wins. Are the Kings a threat to make the finals? And I'm um, if you want to do the honors and kick it off about me.
1: Um, I think the Kings are threats to make the NBA finals in the Western Conference. I think um the Western Conference, like I told Lil in an earlier show, um, even the clip that we just saw at halftime, the, the Western Conference has shown um a lot of flaws throughout every team. Every team from one through ten that's in that front of playoff to the play in, every team has a lot of issues with defense. They're not defensively sound or you know, and I think it it cha- makes it a, a very difficult. For, the, for teams that defend the Kings, that push the tempo, that move up and down the, the court at a, at a rapid pace where they can't defend De'Aaron Fox on a, um, on a fast break. They can't um seek out Kevin Hurdle or Malik Monk out there in the three-point line. They can't defend Sabonis, who's often much is, uh, is a mismatch for many teams, um let alone just one. His, his uh, mobility at the center position, his ability to get to the paint, his strength to muscle guys out to get to the cup to score a basket or to get to the free throw line, um, also his ability to hit mid range shots is difficult for any team to to handle in that Western Conference. And I think it's there are a threat because I don't when you look at every every team in the Western Conference and what they do well. I think the Kings are right up there with the best of them with regarding fast break points, second chance opportunities, shooting a three ball, um, getting um open opportunities. On a night-and-night-out basis, the Kings are right up there with everybody. And I think, you know, they're a team to look out for because you don't want to be the Nuggets playing against the Kings when the Nuggets can't run with them. They can't run with uh Sacramento Kings team because Jokic gets winded very fast. He gets gassed. We saw him when he played against the um, Warriors. He was completely distraught. The best-case scenario for a team to take the Kings out is the, the Warriors if they get their act together. If the Warriors somehow snap it all together in that playoff series, Wiggins is back. They're playing at a high caliber, and they um play them in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, That that would be the only team that could take the Kings out of this situation. But right now, I see the Kings as the threat to make the NBA Finals just based upon their play, based upon how they're dom- decimating teams on that fast break on a night-in, night-out basis. And it's beyond just having that individual half-court talent, because teams can't stop them from running a fast break. Teams can't stop them from going out. So that's something that is... Is killing the Western conference on a night in and night out basis. And I just don't see any team able to run with them in a seven game series um, against the Sacramento Kings. I think right now they're threats to make the finals. If not, I'll call them the team to beat to make it to the NBA finals.
0: Yeah. That's a hot take. <laughs> that's a very hot take. Um, no, I'm not going to say they are a threat to make the wrestling or well, make the finals. Right. I think for me, Before I get to my answer, I want to start off with Mike Brown. Before I even get to the politics of everything, I want to start off with Mike Brown because he deserves a round of applause. I remember when he took that job, I said, you know what? He's going to end up right back on Golden State as an assistant. okay?" to Steve Kerr, right back there. And I was wrong. You know, when they traded Tyrese Halliburton, I was like, yo, what is this franchise doing? Okay, like they are trying to sabotage the franchise that's already sabotaged. And, you know, I was wrong again. And they went on this run. They're the number two seed right now. And when you look at the Nuggets and how they're sliding, they could potentially fight for that number one seed. I think when you look at Mike Brown, what he has done, the X's and O's, the coaching adjustments, um, the relationship that he's formed with De'Aaron Fox, I think it's very um, commendable because, you know, when you have a star player and a head coach, we all know that camaraderie needs to be there. Okay, that bond, that, you know, relationship got to be there. And um, Fox has endorsed, you know, um, Mike Brown for changing and transforming the franchise, right? You look at Atlanta. We saw how that ended with um, my guy, um, with Trey Young. And um, what's the guy? I am I forgot his name. Trey Young, the former head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. We saw how that affected him not having a great relationship with his star players. So the fact that Mike Brown immediately – um, is having a relationship with the players, the star players of this team is good. And I think when you have that two-man show and you surround them with shooters, right, Sabonis, Indiana, and Fox with guys that can shoot the basketball, Kevin Herter, you know, Malik Monk, and you know, all those guys over there, it just gets them to have this fast-paced offense where they're flying up, you know. um, The rebounding of Sabonis is generating second-chance looks, and um, he's like a mini version of Jokic. He puts up a consistent stat line, a double-double machine, on a consistent basis. I believe he has about 53 um double-doubles on the year. De'Aaron Fox has elevated his game this year, right? And um fourth quarter is one of the best plays in the fourth quarter. Obviously, I believe they're scoring the most points per game. Their offensive rating is through the roof. Their defense, obviously, is an issue. I believe they're 26 in defensive rating. So the offense is really carrying the team. I agree with Zay in the sense that um the Western Conference, there's not a lot of teams playing defense right now. But um, for me, I would say they're not contenders, but I do believe they're going to be this year's NBA Cinderella team. And I think their ceiling is Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to go all in and lose my head on the show and say a team like the, the Kings who haven't been to the playoffs in over two decades. I'm not going to say that they're going to be finals contenders overnight but I will give them the ceiling of making the Western Conference Finals and being this year's Atlanta Hawks that go on a run, being this year's Dallas Mavericks that go on a run, but fall short. Okay, and um, they're playing well. i give them that. And one more point before I pass the mic to Dino. I would say this in favor of Zay's response. The Western Conference, there's a lot of unknown. And it goes beyond, you know, who's playing defense or not. When you look at the Suns, for example, Kevin Durant is not going to probably play another regular season game, right? I'm not sure how that timetable is. But um, is he going to be able to just come right back in and develop that chemistry with Devin Booker in time while they are trying to compete and win games in the playoffs? I don't know. I think you have to take the regular season seriously and have experiences in the regular season to build that camaraderie in the playoffs. That's just me from previous, um, you know, examples. When you look at a team like the Nuggets and Jokic, we all know we can question his stamina issues, especially deep in the playoffs. Is he going to run out of gas? Right. Can he be the number one player on this team? Does Jamal Murray got to pick up the slack? Right. With the scoring. It's going to be questions over there. When you look at the Clippers, you know, yeah, the Clippers got depth and they got playmakers. But, um, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Lennon. Is that a situation set up for success, right, with Russell Westbrook? Who knows? I don't think it's pinpoint. Yo, they can make it. The Warriors, look at their road record. Look at how they've been playing defense on the road, right? Or they're going to flip the switch and show that championship heart. The Grizzlies with John ja Morant. When is John ja Morant playing basketball again? I don't know. And then you lose Brandon Clark and Steven Adams. Best things about this team being able to rebound and crash the glass right? What's going to happen with them? So the Mavericks with um, Luka and Kyrie Irving, they haven't got up to a good start as far as wins, okay? How are they going to pan out? So it's so wide open that I will not be shocked if the Kings are in the Western conference finals. Would I be shocked if they make the finals? Yeah. And that's why I'm going to answer the question like that. I think, no, they're not a threat to make the finals. They are my pick to go on this year's NBA Cinderella
2: run. You know, that is a very valid claim, Leo, the fact that they could be the next team to go on a run. However, with the Kings, even though they're looking very good, and, you know, the Halliburton-Sabonis trade, which a lot of people questioned in the beginning, turned out to be pretty good for both parties involved. But I could also see the Kings getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I feel like the Western Conference this season really matters a lot about matchups. Like, if the Kings get a team out of the play-in, that play-in team could be like the Mavericks, it could be the Warriors. It could be the Clippers. If they drop, I don't know. And it's like, what if they get one of those teams? It's like, oh, man, like that could easily be like a 6-7 game series in the first round for them. Like, that's a tough test. And then the second round, you know, they probably would get Memphis, which I think they could beat Memphis. I think Memphis is very beatable. Um, but yeah, like the Kings, they could get bounced in the first round, or they can make a Western Conference final run. It really depends a lot on the matchups and the seeding in my opinion, but the Kings have been very impressive this year and to see them all the way in the top three of the Western Conference, even if it is a down year for the conference, is impressive, especially for a guy like Mike Brown, who his last head coaching job was what with the Cavaliers, with with LeBron way back in the day. So it's been a long time for him. And, you know, he's doing a good job with the squad and you know they're playing really well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got bounced, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the Western Conference Finals. I would say that is also their ceiling. I think they need maybe a couple more years to really be a finals contender, but they definitely are a Western Conference finals contender, and they could make a deep run in this year's playoffs. You know, um, I just think when we look at what Mike Brown has
1: accomplished this season, um, what he's able to do and unlock a a component we didn't know De'Aaron Fox had. You know, we saw him. He was able to score in high magnitude on a team that was losing. The fact that he's able to do the same thing he was capable of doing at a better volume, better efficiency on a winning basketball team is something that everyone wants to see DMR Fox do in this in his career. And the fact that Mike Brown was able to unlock that, um, the fact that the Kings made a risky move by trading Halliburton for Sabonis um that was something that was unprecedented and we're seeing a, a a better version of this king's team so kudos to the kings um they have the sky's the limit for them because the western conference is open it's wide open there's no bonafide team more there's no team that's over the other everybody right now is on even playing field anybody can lose at any given time and i think the kings have an opportunity to really take a couple teams out before um you know if like i said if, even if they make the first round after the first round of playoffs, they make the first round, not even forget losing, they make the first round of playoffs. That's already an accomplishment. Now, if they win the series, a couple series, their confidence just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mike Brown didn't anticipate a playoff run in this magnitude, he uh, he definitely preached a lot of things for the team, the young guys, to really become the vocal points of this team, to, to be the leaders, the score, to, to be up and down the court, fast paced, 100%. But the fact that he got this team playing at the way they are playing. The sky is the limit. I know they're extremely motivated. This is very reminiscent to when Monty Williams, um, during the bubble when he had that speech about the Suns saying he's proud of them. The next season they went to the finals. This is like this is that kind of momentum that Mike Brown has on this Kings team. That that impact that he has on the team. They could really go be above and beyond, and that's why I believe they are dressed to make that finals because it goes beyond just the talent there. The leadership of Mike Brown has propelled these guys well above any ceiling that was capped for them. They they're playing at an astronomical level. Kudos to them. And that's why I believe they're they're the team to me that can make that final drum because right now everything is on all cylinders from playing playing to coaching is 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 flourishing.
2: Now I agree I, would, I agree with I Zay on that one that the West is just wide open. But now here's the thing this season if the Kings don't make it far and they do get bounced in like the first round, Depending on how the offseason goes, you know, things change overnight in the NBA. Do you think that they could keep it up next year if the Western Conference gets even stronger? That would be my question for the Kings. If they don't go deep this year, will they be able to go deep next year or the year after? I mean, look, I think this um, Western Conference is wide open. So
0: I think if there's a year where we see the Kings potentially accomplish what Zay is predicting them to do this year, then it will be this year more so than any other year. But um, I do have a response and I do have a question, two questions actually um, for both of y'all. So I do think on a defensive end, I, I, they just give up a ton of shots and um, they could get extra dotted in the paint as well on the defensive end. So, you know, defense is suspecting me when it comes to them. They could put up points with everybody, but you are banking on them outscoring teams. And that's always dangerous in the wild, wild west, right? I think for me, Zay, you talked about Mike Brown and his leadership and what he has done with this franchise. And I agree 1000%. But I do have a very, very good question. Controversial question. Do you think that Mike Brown and his success and potentially further success with this team puts a label about LeBron James where we know that there's a lot of people that say two things about LeBron James and coaching. A, he's a coach killer. or B. He never played with a good coach. Like he's never coached by a good coach. What does Mike Brown's recent success, how does that impact your view on LeBron James and
2: the coaches that he had? Because Mike Brown obviously coached LeBron James in Cleveland. Oh, it's the, the narrative that LeBron never played for a good coach is just blasphemy. He's like, look, now Mike Brown's doing good in, with the Kings. Frank Vogel with the Pacers was giving him runs for his money in the Eastern Conference. Really, they, they were the only team that really made a threat to the heat those years after, you know, we, the Celtics, got disbanded. And then you look at Eric Spolstra. How Best is Eric Spolstra in a in bad coach? East, Eric Spolstra's been in the finals with Jimmy Butler, with Tyler Hero, that young team in 2020. And he's uh he's been there in the playoffs countless times, constantly been a threat in the East. This whole thing that LeBron's never played for a good coach is just straight-up blasphemy. Yeah, he's never had, you know, someone like a, like a Jerry Greg Popovich or a, Greg, well, or a Greg Popovich, right? What's yeah, name? or like a, like a <laughs> Phil Jackson. He never had that, of course, but there's only this many of them. There's not that many in uh, certain eras. So you look at it like, no, LeBron's had good coaches, and it's just like this whole narrative of him not playing for a good coach is straight-up blasphemy because he's had plenty.
1: Well, I think we talk about Mike Brown early in his career. Mike Brown had that Cavaliers team. You know, they were home court advantage every year. Um that was a team that was that that was dynamic to say the least. Um once LeBron left, a lot of the talent left as well. They had a lot of young guys. It's very difficult to coach anybody in that in that kind of structure. Um and it's he he was kind of given he was kind of given the short end of the stick there. Yeah, you know, you know, he, he kind of got a lot of the blame for it as well, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, him being an assistant coach on the Warriors, he learned a lot with Kerr and a lot of those coaches out there. Just, Steve Kerr had like a stacked coaching uh, staff with a lot of former head coaches, a lot of knowledge from everybody. So maybe Mike Brown took those years away from head coaching to learn from like a lot of different guys. So he could build up, uh, uh, you know, a solid structure to when the next time he had coaches, he has enough knowledge to talk to players, knowing how to get them in the right spots to get them to play with high intensity. And maybe he needed that time because, you know, he went into a coaching position, a place where you're coaching the number one player on a team. You know, LeBron James, are an anomaly where, and to say the least, where you don't really know how to, how to coach this guy. This guy's like, he's going off on, on himself. You just got to make sure you get the other guys coached up. And maybe he needed to learn to be an assistant coach to talk to the role players of the team, to talk to the, uh, the guys who are going to be doing all the dirty work to, to get to this point. Now, to say LeBron James never got coached by a, a good head coach is a lie. because I think Eric Spolsch, in my opinion, is the best coach, head coach he ever in got coached East, by Yeah, as East a young East. head coach at that. And um, I think Eric Spoelstra, he's he's one of those coaches in general. He's already in my Hall of Fame per se, just based upon what is his capabilities, his X's and O's, the way he's able to adjust and like the way he plans for games is just unlike anybody else I've seen in a, in my lifetime. So I think for me, he's a Hall of Fame head coach. So, but I think you know the narrative that LeBron James never had a a, a great head coach. Not forget good, a great head coach is um, ridiculous at least.
0: Yeah, and I felt the need to address that and put that in there because um, you know, we look at Mike Brown's success on the Kings right now, and um, I think he didn't get a lot of credit for those runs in Cleveland. It was all LeBron James base, and that's the reason why I brought up the question because there's a lot of people that say A, he's either the coach killer, or B, he never played with a good head coach, which I think is an absolute lie. You know, maybe not a Greg Popovich, but there's only one Greg Popovich, maybe not a Phil Jackson, but there's only one Phil Jackson. So yeah. I think we answered that. I do got one more question before we officially leave this topic right now. You look at the wrestling conference and Kings are the number two seeded team right now. And if the playoffs were to start today, they will be playing. Well, they, I believe you had the playing game. Obviously you got to take that in consideration, but who do you think they will ultimately play if they stick at that number two seed? First of all, do you think they're going to stick at that number two seed? And if so, who do you think their first-round matchup is going to be, and do you think they win that first-round matchup?
2: Well, the two-seed would be – is I feel like they're, like, right neck and neck with Memphis, right? Like, it's only, like, a couple yeah, of games. I believe
0: they tied right now. Um, yeah. I got the tiebreaker,
2: I believe. I guess it kind of depends on how Memphis does without Ja, because, you know, he's got his issues and everything, and we'll see if that gets sorted out. So if Josh stays out for a little while, I think they could hold the two-seed, and then they would probably get, what, I guess, a Dallas in the play-in. So, I mean, that would be a run for their money in the first round. See, that's a tough matchup. If they drop to the three, who do they get? Golden State? That's tough. I mean, I don't – see, those two matchups right there, I mean, the series could go either way. It really can. It's like a coin flip. It's like who you take. You want Dallas or Sacramento? You flip that coin. Okay, cool. I mean, Dallas hasn't been that great since, you know, Kyrie came. Tried to warn everybody, but. Um, I mean, they still could make a run for their money in the first round. You know, that that easily could be a seven game series in the first round. So I guess it kind of depends on the matchup that they get. But either way, whether it's Golden State or Dallas, I think that's a tough series for them. I really do. Listen, I think
1: whoever goes against the Kings in that, that play-in is going to have a difficult time. We go down a list. Minnesota Timberwolves can't run with the Kings. The Dallas Mavericks can't run with the Kings. Jazz and Lakers, they can't run with the Kings. I think even if you look at the Thunder and Pelicans, because right now there's a four way tie between ninth and tenth seed for between Jazz, Lakers, Thunder, and uh, the Pelicans. I just think none of those teams can, can can run with them. The Kings are a team, like I said, it's an anomaly because when you look at the entire Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings have to be first in the Western Conference in fast break points. They got to be first, a uh, close to first in three point attempts. Um, on that, on that, uh in the Western Conference, because they they shoot threes at a high clip. I mean, they they get open. These guys are wide open when they're on the basketball court. And it's not like, like I said, it's not from a talent perspective, because you could look at the Mavericks. You could say Luca and Kyrie, way more talented. You could look at the Lakers, LeBron and Anthony Davis, D'Lo, they have more talent. The Jazz, they all around, how they have talent. I don't think they're better than Kings, personally. I don't think they have more talent. The Timberwolves, they got Anthony Edwards. If Carl Anthony Towns plays, I don't know if he's going to be back this season. If he comes back to play. Uh, Rudy Gobert. They got talent over there, but I just look at the Kings. Even though they're young, they're running up and down the court. They're, Mike Brown is playing a, a West Coast offense on um, basketball. He's running up and down the fit the court with, with ease, and these guys are not tired at the end of the games. Um, with the fact that Aaron Fox is number one in clutch points, um, is That's Mike Brown
0: calling? I approve yeah, right? this message.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's killing it. So I think you know when you look at the Kings, they're they're a serious team because you have to worry about in a seven game series when you're playing against them. I gotta run with these dudes for seven games. I'm gonna be gassed. And this Darren, this is a Kings team that runs up and down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is with the team. This is the Coach Carter team. This is exactly what it is. The Coach Carter team is where we're seeing it right now with the, the Sacramento Kings, a team that nobody expected to be as high as they are in the Western Conference. A team that was overlooked for years. A team that's been 20 years of drought. They're, they're right now. They're in the NBA right now, cooking it. I can't wait for Coach Carter two to come out because this is gonna be Mike Brown. Mike Brown and yeah. Sacramento Kings. They are killing it. And um, I see last thing, right? De'Aaron Fox, I believe he should be the most improved player of the year. That's my personal opinion. I think, you know, he's shown enough to get that award. But also he has propelled and elevated this team's play by his ability to make big shots in the fourth quarter and really take teams out of their misery when it comes to winning in the clutch. coming Winning in like five points or below in, within five minutes. De'Aaron Fox has shown his ability night in and night out to control the narrative that the Kings are a fluke. He is killing it. And the Kings, I believe, are one of the scariest teams to play in that Western Conference because you don't want to be gassed in that first round playing against the Sacramento Kings and then have to worry about whoever else in that
0: next round. Nah, they're going to gas you up. And the Warriors... Dino, you know, I would say the Warriors are an older team. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Yes, they have that championship pedigree, but um, you think these guys want to be chasing these clowns? I mean, they listen. They're older now, so they're gonna make you work. And we all know the Warriors' road woes. You know, on the road, um, obviously they can turn it on. We saw them turn it on against the Grizzlies, who reminded me of this team from last year where they had a high seed and they gave it to the Warriors, and the Warriors had to take them to a hard six, and they could have lost that series. It was going back and forth and Ja got hurt I think the Kings could test them and potentially beat them but then again it's the Warriors at the end of the day that championship muscle they can flex it and maybe they do play better defense in the playoffs and start to lock in who knows so it's gonna be a tough out
1: please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content we're you have we, been slinging shows left and right slinging content left and right please don't miss anything if you do like subscribe leave a comment leave a question something you may want to answer something you may have is that all ideas are great ideas nothing's a dumb question